We decided to take our appreciation and love for simple living and step into a homesteading lifestyle, learning what that means. If you are at all curious about those things as well, join us as we share practical methods to grow and prepare our own food, learn healthy living tips, and discover small farm setup ideas. We like to talk about everything sustainable living, healthy eating, simple dreams, and a lot of hard work. Join us on Prairie Grove Homestead. Hello, and welcome to Prairie Grove Homestead. Kim here. So nice to have you stop by. It's absolutely gorgeous here today. Sunny and um, a little cooler for some of, some of you might think that. It's around zero degrees and that's perfect for this time of year. Actually, it's a little bit above seasonal, but we are enjoying it. Anytime the sun is shining, I'm happy. I don't even mind it being a little cooler and as long as the sun is shining. I wouldn't do well, I don't think, in a climate where it was cloudy a lot of the time. But anyways, I'm so glad you're here. I hopped on because I wanted to share with you our whole pig setup. So it was on my mind because I went out to do chores this morning and we have our three little pigs in the pig pen and they're doing great. They're not that little anymore. And I, I would say the, the biggest one is running around 225 pounds and the other two are slightly smaller than that one, but they are doing great and it will be time to butcher them. As some of you know, we have butchered one of them already and we processed, we processed it ourselves and we butchered, we butchered it and kept half for ourselves. We cut it up, wrapped it. It's in our freezer. We've eaten some, it's delicious. And we gave, the other half to our neighbor who has graciously provided us with some of his screenings or his leftover grain and that he doesn't use and we use it in our feed for our pigs. So it's a great, um, it's a great way to, to help each other out and he needs something and we need something. And so it works perfectly. He raises cattle, but has no desire or space to raise pigs. And so even after we delivered his meat to him, you know, there was more conversation about making this a yearly thing, which that's great. And sometimes it takes a couple years to get to know neighbors and to work out things like that, right? So you might need some feed and your neighbor might need something that you have. And what a perfect way to build a relationship to just, um, and an agreement, you know, year after year for, for something valuable to, to both of you. So it was on the forefront of my mind as I was doing chores this morning. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of chuckled at myself a little bit because as the pigs are getting bigger and um, there's one and they all have little personalities, um, but this one is a little bit cheeky and I don't know, but I think he was just hungry this morning, extra hungry. I went out about an hour later than I usually do, and I had some extra treats. I took some carrots out there for them. I usually drop a treat or a little bit of feed in, in a corner so that I can get into the pen and, <laughs> and fill their troughs. Um, without incident, sometimes if I'm not fast enough, they'll 
this one in particular, he is very curious and he'll come and he'll start kind of sniffing around my, my ankles, my, and I have long work pants on, long ski pants and snow pants and then boots. And he's never hurt me or anything, but like he kind of wants to nibble there and it freaks me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So we've had pigs twice, two years and, but I, I don't like them nibbling around <laughs> my ankles or, or any part of my body. But, um, so I tried to move really fast, but he was pretty fast this morning and I, I kind of laughed out loud at him and, and kind of gave him a shove, pushed him over a little bit and moved even faster, but it all worked out. He got his breakfast. I did my chores and, uh, all as well. <laughs> and so, but a few of, a few people that we know and that we've shared our meat with, have asked us questions about, you know, why we chose pigs and what kind of pigs we have and why we chose that particular breed, etc. And so I thought since it was fresh on my mind and we're going to switch gears soon to other things outside as the weather warms up, I thought let's kind of just wrap up this category of pigs for this for this season. And maybe you're curious as well. Maybe this is something you're thinking about adding to your homestead or your farm, or maybe you have pigs already. We're only two years in. My husband did raise pigs a long, long time ago, you know, 30 plus years ago when we were first were first met each other, we weren't even married yet. And so he knew a little bit about pigs, but you know, I've, I'm learning and, and so is he and a new breed, different situation. And so, you know, you might be way further in this in this journey than we are. And so you can always, you know, comment and send us, send us, you know, tips and help us out. But if you are new to it as well and learning, then maybe some of this will be valuable to you. So why we chose pigs? Well, <laughs> for one, um, we love pork. So um, we just, we love the taste of it. And we love the versatility of it and all the different, you can, you can have ground pork, you can have roast, you can have bacon, you can have ribs. There's so many, and we just find it, um, more tender. We like beef as well. Um, and, and that might be something we look to in the future, although you need more space for cattle, I think, <laughs> but, um, we just like the tenderness of the pork and, and so we just, and the taste. And I know that sometimes you hear conflicting opinions and studies on pork and meat and all the things health-wise, but I also know that it is, it is full of nutrients. And, um, and so we continue <laughs> to enjoy pork. And so I can go into some more of the personal um, reasons, you know, I, a lot of people have reasons why they don't eat pork, etc. Um, that is not something that we hold to. And so that could be another conversation if someone wanted to, to go down that trail, but this, we just love the meat and find it very nutritious, very easy, um, to raise in the space that we have. We have almost 14 acres, but not all of it is um, available for the animals. Some of it is garden, some of it is buildings, but we have, we have the space that we need to raise pigs in a clean um, area where they can get fresh air, where they 
have company, where they are safe and um, looked after and raised in the most humane way that we know how. So um, that's why we chose space. It just worked for us, or excuse me, chose pigs. It worked for us because of the space that we had. And that's a really important thing to consider because there's certain things that we we likely won't get or we don't have yet because we aren't prepared for that. And I know it gets exciting. And I've heard friends of ours that are also homesteaders or have small farms or acreages share that so many times they bought animals that they weren't set up to care for yet. And I get it. I totally get it. So many times I've wanted to bring home an animal and say, look at what I found, honey. And um, so I get that. But it is a things go a little more smoothly if you are prepared for the animal that you are bringing a little less stress involved so we have three pigs right now the three little pigs i call them we had four and have butchered one so last year we had two we had two pigs <laughs> pork and beans we named them this year we did not name our pigs and um we chose too, because we needed the meat, but also have heard that pigs are quite social and you should never have just one pig. So if you're going, if you're considering, this is what I heard. And we always say, please do your own research and, and um, look into that yourself and talk to people around you who are experienced in that. We're just sharing our experience and what we're learning along the way, but that pigs are social animals and just really enjoy the company of other pigs. And so we did have the two last year, which was great. And then we decided to get four this year. And um, it's, it was, it's great. We haven't really noticed any, you know, if you're going to feed two, you might as well feed four, et cetera. We haven't noted, noticed much of an increase of our workload or anything like that. So, um, and, you know, in the future, we kind of plan to keep building, building, how, you know, how many pigs that we get both for our own, use and we have adult children and families that you know that buy that would like to buy meat as well and so we have the space to raise them and we kind of go in together and help each other out and like I shared just a bit ago we also have neighbors now that um, we can maybe barter or trade with um, for other services as well so something to keep in mind our future plans like I said is to keep increasing that um you know, until it comes to the point we can't store the butchered meat that we have. I mean, you know, we're already looking at probably getting another freezer. We have two deep freezes right now and they're, you know, they have meat and honey in them and we'll probably have to purchase another deep freeze. So again, you know, do what you can with what you have. And if you can only have two pigs to start and don't need both, maybe you can have one for yourself and for the company of that pig, you could ask a neighbor or family member, hey, would you be interested in, in buying a second pig that could be company to ours and and then also help, you know, with the feed and stuff. And then we'll we'll take it to the butcher for you and have it wrapped and et cetera. So, you know, you can work something out and it works, it works well for everyone. So like I mentioned, we had butchered the the pork that we kept, we butchered ourselves and wrapped, but the pork that we gave to our neighbor in exchange for the feed, we took to, we butchered it or we 
you know, we processed it and then we just had it a full half. We had the half hanging and here in Saskatchewan, it's winter. So it was frozen solid. We took it to our local grocery store, which has a, um, the butcher in the store and, and he cut and wrapped it, which in Saskatchewan, um, it, you're required to do that. And so we cannot sell or give meat off of our property that we wrap and that we kill, you know, process, cut and wrap ourselves. We can share meals with people, you know, people come for supper or whatever, but we, I can't, we can't sell meat to someone that we've processed ourselves as of now. That is, that is how it is in Saskatchewan. So again, you look in your area as well, how that works, what the, regulations are and um, what the, you know, what the talks are required and you do what you feel in your conscience and um, what you know to be the best thing to do. So we, we've shared before that, um, that we in the summer, fall, spring, summer, fall, we have animals, they do a lot of grazing and eating of produce that we have, scraps, etc. We do, we continue to do that in the winter, but we have less scraps and less garden produce and less extras that we give the animals. So we supplement with feed and some protein supplement for the pigs. And, and some of that feed is made from, from the leftovers or screenings of the neighbor. And we also have a, um, a feed business, a local farming family just on the road from us. And they own a feed business. And so they, they bring in bags of specialized feed. If you're looking for a certain percentage of protein, et cetera, um, or a supplement with higher protein or just, you know, depending on the age of your pigs, et cetera, and they order it in for you. And then we just go, we buy it from them and, and we go and pick that up. And so that's what we're feeding them these days. And, you know, once in a while I'll have extra apples or carrots or <laughs> scraps from our table that I'll feed them. And they're always happy to get those treats. When we bought the weanlings, we paid approximately, I think last year we paid 75 to $85 Canadian um, per weanling. They went up a little bit this year, of course, which many things have gone up. And they, we paid about a hundred dollars a piece for the weanlings and, um, which in this area is pretty average. I, you know, so I'm curious to know what it is by you, but that's Canadian dollars and that's what we paid. And so as we consider growing, you know, buying more pigs for ourselves, we are considering and are on a waiting list actually with the people that we buy we buy our pigs from, we are on a waiting list for, um, for a sow and a sire. So we, you know, we are considering doing that so that we have our own pair and then we'll have our own litters of pigs and then we can sell our own piglets or, you know, you never know how many they're going to have. Some years, you know, you could have 12 or 13 piglets, other years, and depending on if they're healthy, if they um, don't accidentally get, you know, killed, whatever, because sometimes sows lay on them, et cetera. You know, you don't really know exactly how many you're going to have each year. But um, as prices go up for each weanling, we are considering just investing in a pair 
and and so we're considering you know a sow and and a boar or sire to to father new generations of pigs just right here on Prairie Grove Homestead. So we are seriously considering that and are on a waiting list and other people are considering that as well. And so we might not even, because it's becoming such, you know, more and more people are seeing the value of raising their own animals and, you know, um, processing the meat themselves, et cetera, and just being economical about about that we're on this waiting list and so unless someone changes their mind we might not get a pair until next spring so not 2023 but 2024 and you know we're that we're okay with that just because we would have to build out another area for the boar so that when he's not breeding um, that he's separate from the sow and the other piglets and um, you need a little more space just, you know, you can't have interbreeding and there's some genetic things you need to be aware of, especially if you are, um, you know, want to keep a bloodline pure, et cetera. And so there's a lot of things to consider, but we enjoy, my husband and I, Clarence, we, we enjoy talking about those things and making decisions like that. And that's one of the advantages and, um, you know, joys really about living on our land is that we can make the, some of those decisions and and do what's best for us and those around us. So that's kind of our future plans as far as the pigs go. The the cost that I had mentioned, the price of the pig, the weanling, $75 to $100. So they would come castrated already and some of them, their teeth filed. And so, you know, it just depends on who you're buying them from and and what they do for that. You could ask those questions. If you've never bought pigs before and you're looking into that, you know, sometimes they throw in a bag of feed uh, on top of that for free, you know, without extra costs, et cetera. So everybody kind of does their own thing. And so it's nice to ask questions and make the best decision for your family. Um, I don't know if I shared this. We This year we had no runaway pigs, which thank goodness, it, it's just pigs are really hard to get in once they escape, at least for a little while. I think uh, if they go far, it's, you know, the further they go, the harder it is to have them come back. But um, if they're hungry enough, you could probably lure them back with a pail of grain or some kind of goodie. But last year, the first year we had pigs, of course, the one day we had people over for a church barbecue and one of our our new pigs wasn't very old wiggled its way through through the pen and was running around and several of our guests and children were chasing this little pig we did get it and it did create a wonderful memory for everyone but it was it was kind of funny and a little embarrassing um at first but now we laugh about it and it's a great first memory for <laughs> prairie grove homestead so if you have any questions about raising pigs or if you can give us some tips, we're all for hearing about them as well. In our last episode, I mentioned that we went back to a general email for now. And so if you would like to email us or uh, reach out to us, you can do that by emailing Kimberly Wagner. So Kimberly is K-I-M-B-E-R-E-L-Y Wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R at gmail.com. 
and address it to Clarence or Kim or both of us. And we would love to have a conversation with you and get to know you a little bit. And I hope this was helpful and encouraging to, to those of you who might be considering getting pigs or have pigs or just were kind of wondering some of the, the really, you know, basic daily ins and outs. And, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm actually, another thing that made me think of all things pigs today as I sat down on my desk and uh, decided to do this podcast is uh, we have another church potluck tomorrow and I am making ribs and barbecued ribs and some brisket in the slow cooker and it smells delicious. So I cannot wait to dive into that. But until next time, friends, uh, I hope you're doing well and looking forward to and counting down to spring as we are, and just trying to just rest in the season that we're in, in all things, and thankful um, for everything that the Lord has done, and that we can continue to share with those around us, and to learn, and to grow, and we hope you're doing the same. But until next time, thanks for joining us. It's a beautiful view from here. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.